0: Hello and welcome to the Good Robot Andy's Season 10, Episode 8. My name is Andy Balam and this is...
1: Andy Cockerill. We're almost mid-season on Season 10.
0: Yeah, and the the thing we're going to talk about this evening is... It's a movie called Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. And in the tradition of our show, um, based on no information other than the title, I'm Mm -hmm. going to predict for you the... um, the t- you know what this movie is about who's in it um whether it's any good stuff like that um, okay. even though you told me the title earlier like i haven't thought about it so right you're getting well, this off the yeah um uh this is a dance movie um hmm. well, like, and like all dance movies it's set in the 80s okay and it, it involves a quite a lot of um like sweatbands because that's what that's what dancers wear
1: when they're when they're rehearsing.
0: Yeah. So yeah. It, and it culminates in a big dance competition, street dance. Um, and it stars uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. What, I think it's just fulfilling now, one of Michelle, my fantasies. Michelle Pfeiffer. No, from this is an old movie from the 80s. oh, it's
1: an old movie. Okay, so so I'm reviewing a movie from the '80s about dance yeah. starring Michelle starring Pfeiffer Michelle Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Yeah.
0: That's what it is. It's not, it's it, not that. It's, it's, it's an undiscovered <laughs> classic. <laughs>
1: well, I think somebody should retrospectively make this film.
0: Well, I think actually, I think the thing is that it was lost. It was never ah, released. Because it's terrible. And it's, <laughs> it's been
1: found <laughs> under a piano stool. I think oh. it was the last film to bear the moniker of the director Alan Smithy, <laughs> which d- people don't do anymore. But uh, Do you know about Alan no, Smithy? No, was this? So this is something that, used to happen but doesn't anymore because everybody knows who what it is now or mm-hmm. have done for some time but if a director really really hates it, a film or um just got didn't get on with you know fell out with the studio fell out with the producers fell out with the stars mm-hmm. they just say okay I'm taking my name off the film uh and we're putting the name
0: Alan Smithy on it can you tell me some films that had that genuinely had this
1: yes uh I can I can I can tell you one that I've actually seen uh-huh. Uh, it's a movie called Catch Fire. I'm not sure if that's the title that it was everywhere in the world, but certainly in the UK it was called that. Okay. And that was a movie directed by Dennis Potter, that's starring not Dennis Potter, Dennis Hopper. Right. That's two very different people there. Um, and Jodie Foster. Right. Now I have seen it, and I thought it was pretty good. But Dennis Hopper did not. But he did not like it. No. <laughs> so. Uh, and at the end of it, it said directed by Alan Smithy, and I thought, well, that's weird. I thought Dennis Hopper directed this film. <laughs> and then later on I found out that ah that's why
0: that's quite cool I like that
1: then in the 90s I think there was a satire of the whole Alan Smithy thing okay with a movie called Burn Hollywood Burn an Alan Smithy film okay okay which starred Eric Idle among others and is sporadically funny but okay given given the subject matter and how it's ripe for satire it doesn't really do a very good job of it okay So maybe he wanted his name taken off it as well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So does Alan Smithy have an IMDb page? Maybe he does. Oh, that would be good, wouldn't it? Maybe
1: they do, yeah. Yeah.
0: Maybe they do. All right, so that's that. And that's That's what we're going to talk about. But before that, we're going to talk about... two things.
1: Two things. Two things. Let's let's briefly talk about Steve Mackey, Mm -hmm. who was um, uh, the bass player in the the band Pulp. Mm Mm-hmm. I would say a zeitgeisty band from the '90s. That was their probably their heyday. Yeah. Um, Jarvis Cocker, who who is still the lead singer of Pulp,
0: dislikes the phrase Britpop. Right, right. right. Jarvis Cocker's also like on telly fairly often these days, right?
1: Yeah, he makes documentaries or whatever. Cocker. Yeah, he's. um, uh, So Steve Mackey joined them just before their. um, They released an album. That was quite successful. But he then went on to be a pivotal part of the lineup that that did the albums His and Hers, which is fantastic. And then the... I think probably their their best album and probably one of the greatest albums ever made, which is Different Class. Wow, that's a bold fantastic.
0: time. So yeah, I know, it's a fantastic album. I, I know them for Common People. Yeah, well, that's Different Class is the one that's got Common People. Okay, like. okay. And I saw them live... At at some weird, I don't know how I ended up at a a beer festival. Okay, in the UK, I think.
1: Pretty mm-hmm. sure. Unless this is just and they a plane there.
0: Yeah. Um, I saw them at a, at some kind of beer festival, and I was I was quite snobby about what I considered pop at the time. Yep. Yep. But there's no doubt they were pretty awesome. Pretty quality band. Yeah. 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 But they were too pop. So yeah, for he me. was a
1: he was a pivotal member of the lineup because he brought. A dance, sort of um, a driving sensibility to the music. Mm-hmm. And you can hear that on things like Common People. Right, right, right. right. Um, so, yeah, he died uh, last week. I, I only found about it about today, actually. Mm. Um, but I think that's rather sad. He was not old. He was like 56. Mm. Um, so that's sad. The other thing I want to talk about is the Academy Awards, mm-hmm. which um,
0: I think in... Seem to have got things largely right this year. So is it, is it is it the way this went? That two years ago, they were, like, really right on, and yes. then last year, it was just all white people.
1: Yeah, so two years ago, Parasite. What was that, three years ago? Oh, it's honestly, I don't know. But anyway, yeah, the year that Parasite won, that was a good yeah. year.
0: Uh, and Parasite was a really is an good an awesome film. It's an amazing. And, a, amazing that yeah. it's kind of mainstream, because it feels much more like the kind of film we would talk about. Rather yeah. Than one, uh, Parasite other is definitely
1: an art, a Korean art house movie. But yeah. it's also a bit horror. Yes. Oh, definitely. It's got. Um, yeah. It's got a nasty edge to it. Parasite. Yeah. Yeah. And, definitely. and is not afraid of showing you. Yeah. <laughs> some nastiness. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, but yeah, just looking at the this year's winners, the the movie that I think has been on everybody's lips this year is Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yeah, won Best Picture from the directors of Swiss Army Man, a film that we talked about on this podcast. Oh, I didn't realize that.
0: Yeah, that that that, if that had won an Oscar, I really would have been surprised. Yes, well, Swiss Army is fantastic. Swiss Army, (laughs) I still haven't seen that, but I have seen Everything Everywhere All at Once, and I really, really enjoyed it. It had the distinction of being my kind of film, and also a film that my wife enjoyed. Which is pretty. There's a lot to enjoy. It reminded me of Mother! Uh, yeah, it's got that kind of sensibility. Because it's that, unhinged. It?
1: Yes. But coherent.
0: But yeah, you completely yeah. understand what's going on.
1: Yeah. And a multiverse movie that really does make sense. Yeah. Um, so that's really exciting that it's won. Um, Brendan Fraser won Best Actor, which I'm lukewarm on, I think.
0: What? What's uh, that for?
1: Uh, the Whale, which is the latest Darren Aronofsky movie that right. I haven't, that seen, I haven't yet. seen yet. Okay. Uh, Michelle Yeoh won Best Actress for, let's call it <laughs> <laughs> Um She won Best Actress for that, which is fantastic, because she's been working for a long time and never really had a lot of recognition in the West. She's
0: brilliant in that. I mean, I'm, work, a, yeah. I'm a big fan of Jamie Lee Curtis.
1: Yeah, so she won Best Supporting Actress, which is fantastic. And I,
0: I thought her performance, I thought she was utterly hilarious and yeah. scary, and yeah, just really, really good. Yeah. Um,
1: and then in the animated section, uh, Guillermo del Toro's *Pinocchio* won, won Best Animated Feature. All right. Which is which I think is far and away the best animated feature. That was the solid choice for right. that one. Right. What was it Um, up against? It was up against... uh, Now I'm trying to think now. Turning Red, which is a Pixar movie. Do you know, I can't remember.
0: Just stuff that's not as memorable.
1: Stuff that's not as memorable, yeah, exactly. Fair enough. Um, Now, the interesting one here is Ki Hai Kwan won Best Supporting Actor. Uh, You're probably thinking, who is that? Who's that? So, have you seen uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom? Oh, I
0: think I heard about yeah. So, uh, the yes. character
1: of Short Round, which is a kid or something, right? who's a kid right. that—that's him. Okay, okay. And what <laughs> so he's won the Best Supporting Actor Oscar in, in Eow. E-O. 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 Right. Yeah, Yeah. Who's he? Which, uh, he was. He played Michelle Yeoh's husband in that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah, good too. Yeah. And uh, and when I saw him on screen, I thought. I know that face really? from somewhere <laughs> it's like oh yeah it was him yeah <laughs> He's got I have no memory of that character let face uh, so the Daniels Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert, won best director for Eao
0: Eao uh, which, as we all call it now
1: yep yeah. um, the interesting one here is that all quiet on the western front mm-hmm one best international film. Right. Uh, I haven't seen that. I'm working up to watching that. I, I've heard it's quite a harrowing
0: tough watch. I have seen it. Is it good? It's it's amazingly good. It's very harrowing. Yeah. And is yeah, it's heavy. Um and it what's interesting about it is it doesn't really it doesn't have a spin on no. on the war film. It's just like a real Uh, unflinching look at what it's like for ordinary people in the first world war with the horrors that that we've probably mostly heard about already but a bit depicted in a way that is so moving and involving and for always from the point of view of the ordinary soldier who happens obviously to be a german soldier which is very unusual for me too. Yeah, this me is. Too the, experience. I
1: think the third adaptation of this story.
0: Yeah, it's at least the second. I'm sure. I'm sure you're right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's so well done. I think there's some this. These days, when people decide they're just going to do a straight down the line adaptation of a book, you know, mm. I would say like the Lord of the Rings ones kind of come into this category. Yeah. They yeah, just yeah. or Harry Potter. They just do it really well, and. Like there's like somehow they found a reliable formula for just like doing doing it well.
1: Yeah. What's interesting about this is though, is that it's unusual for the best international feature to win anything else. Right. But in this case, uh, it's also won best original score.
0: Right. Best oh. production design. The music is is hauntingly good.
1: And best cinematography.
0: Right, and I would say the cinematography is pretty mind blowing. So, yeah. so
1: it's done incredibly well outside of just the category that
0: it was nominated. Right, in. so it's almost like a kind of second place. Yes, in the Oscars kind of thing. Yes, right. definitely. Right. Um, yeah, other really, things I've I would really recommend it, but um, you won't. You I'm going come out of it unchanged.
1: <laughs> oh no, I'm going to. I'm looking forward to it, but I'm working up to it. Um, Avatar: The Way of Water won Best Visual Effects.
0: Really, even though it's
1: kind of Even though some of them well i think they were good i think just the high frame rate thing is um yeah the some of the underwater stuff yeah. is okay but yeah yeah um everything everywhere all at once i've just gone back to its full title one best film editing right richly deserved i cannot believe that one person edited that film but they did right why is That's that it's quite a feat well because there's so much of it there's the Daniels shot the hell out of that film. They right. shot an awful lot of stuff for it. Right, right. Yep. And yep. one person pulled it all together.
0: So you're saying there are a lot of cuts or just a lot of source material? Or-
1: a lot of cuts. Right. Yeah,
0: I guess you're right.
1: Yeah. yeah, a lot of cuts.
0: And it's very effective. It's
1: uh, Yeah. It's a film that's been meticulously planned,
0: carefully shot and put together in a way that is just amazing. Sometimes, like films that are considered mainstream and therefore like witnesses Oscars and things like that they cover mm. kind of sci-fi topics but often in a very unsatisfying way because yeah. the sci-fi isn't really what they're about it's just a little little thing but i felt like with this film i mean maybe the point is it wasn't ever intended to be mainstream um but it 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 it, it, it doesn't it's not that kind of unsatisfying sci-fi it's like
1: no, it's very satisfying. The it gets that stuff right, but about. it does have a strong emotional story there as well. Yeah, yeah. The
0: heart is absolutely... The bagel. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the mother-daughter relationship is just brilliant.
1: Yeah, it is brilliant. Yeah.
0: Um, oh, yes, the song.
1: Best original song, Natu Natu from RRR, ah. which has been a huge RR. film. R R.
0: If you're into Bollywood, so it's I watched been a huge film. I watched the uh, the the YouTube channel Pitch Meeting on right. RRR, uh, and it like what Pitch Meeting does is like criticizes the kind of holes in the plot and things like that in films in a right. very very funny way. Highly recommended YouTube channel, and it, it it did make me want to watch the film listening to the. That sounds good. Pitch Meeting of it. hilarious. Yeah. I mean, is there a lot of point in looking at
1: plot holes of a Bollywood movie? I mean, I No, no, not really. So, they're by design in many you, <laughs> in many ways.
0: Yeah, they they rapidly they rapidly kind of move on from the the idea that some things are unrealistic or unlikely. Yeah. Yes,
1: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then people started dancing. Yep, yeah, well that's what happens. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And they started right. flying. Yeah, I'm not sure not I could flying. put up with the songs. Right. Yeah, but um I don't know. Maybe if they But it is very exciting.
1: Long. So that's the Academy Awards. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing for the Banshees of Inner Sherin, which was nominated in lots of categories, but has come away with nothing.
0: Okay. Well, was um, that one that we talked about?
1: No, we haven't. Uh, I, I watched that with my wife My wife, last weekend, I think. I quite liked it, although it's kind of... At the end of it, it's kind of inconsequential okay. <laughs> in a way. Um, It's from the same guy that made In Bruges, right? right, right. Among many other things. Uh, Also, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, Ah, which I really enjoyed. Yeah,
0: that was really good. Yeah.
1: So, Banshees is fine. It's got strong performances, but obviously not strong enough to win anything this year. Right. Uh, Colin Farrell's very good in it, but at the end of it, it just seems like okay, but what's it for? of thing it's a shame
0: that's what I normally say yeah but what's it all for you know you're normally fine with not knowing what things are for
1: in this case I wasn't I wanted a bit of closure okay in Banshees okay. and I don't get it, and you didn't get it right and a lot of stuff happens in it and you don't get any closure and, it, and, and I feel like it needs it right. right it needs a bit of closure
0: anyway when, that's when that, you said and that's you that. don't get it, it made me think of the opening titles of The Prisoner. I just don't get it. And it made me then think that we should do The Prisoner on this podcast. Yeah, we should, yeah. And we should do the whole thing.
1: Um, yeah. But we need to... I need to watch it again. Yeah. yeah you do, I'm, too. I different ages. Yeah. Um, the other thing we should talk about after we've talked about Bodies, Bodies, uh-huh. Bodies uh-huh. is The Handmaid's Tale. Not a blow-by-blow, blow, but no. just a... You know, a, a roundup of this series.
0: Yeah, I have now fi- finished thinking that I'd given up on it. I have now finished the. the yeah, we finished episodes. it
1: too. Yeah, I, and we also nearly gave up on it as well. I think we can probably talk about which episode right. prompted us. to I've obviously forgotten everything it. about it, so yeah, yeah. you can remind me. Anyway, let's do a movie. Okay, let's do that. Okay, so this is not a uh, a dance film. <laughs> like RRR. Yeah, not a dance movie. Uh, made in the 80s, starring Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, this Michelle is Pfeiffer. a 2022 American black comedy horror film mm-hmm. directed by Helena Regine, Regine in her English-language debut with a screenplay by Sarah Delap from a story by Kristen Rippenan. It stars Amanda Stenberg, Maria Bakalova. She was in... Um, Maria Bakalova was in Borat subsequent
0: movie film. I, I, so why have I? I feel like I've heard her name, but I have not watched Borat subsequent movie film, which is
1: actually quite fun. Borat right. subsequent movie okay. film, yeah. And actually, after I watched that, I then watched the original Borat. Yeah, I found it to be not very funny.
0: Okay, okay. I mean, um, it, he's it's sort of slightly a genius, Sasha Baron Cohen, but but also maybe not not <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah i agree yeah that's kind of how i feel about the first bull rat and that it, it should be making me laugh but actually it isn't
0: okay okay
1: and i know that st- there's stuff in there that is supposed to be uncomfortable mm-hmm. but also it's not funny enough okay yeah i mean whereas the second one is is quite funny but anyway okay. maria bakalova plays his daughter that he never knew he had in Borat's subsequent movie film, okay. but not in this film. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Um, also stars Mayala Herald, Chase Wonders, Rachel Senott, Lee Pace, and Pete Davidson. Um, so it is
0: B. Said, sorry, it's a it was, working class. Sorry, it's a it's a comedy horror or black comedy. Black comedy horror film. Horror.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, so B, working class young woman from Eastern Europe, so she is played by Maria Bakalova, travels with her wealthy girlfriend Sophie to a hurricane party at a mansion owned by the family of David, Sophie's friend. Other guests include David's actress girlfriend Emma, podcaster Alice, her much older, or actually not that much older, new boyfriend Greg, played by Lee Pace, and the enigmatic Jordan. Age is relative. Yes. Max, another guest, left after a fight with David the night before Sophie and Bea arrived. Okay. So, after drinking, using drugs, don't do drugs, kids, and dancing, the group decides to play Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. I told you it was a dance movie. <laughs> a murder-in-the-dark style game. Okay. So Greg, who's the older guy, goes to bed early due to hostility throughout the game from David... Who also leaves soon after another fight with Emma, okay, so things are not going well, no, things are not going well at all, okay uh, however, something happens so before they start this game, this this older guy um, he grabs a bottle of champagne, he then goes into a house and grabs uh the whoever owns the house is kendo's sword. <laughs> And he chops the top off the bottle of the champagne with a kendo sword. Okay. To which everybody are just like, Wow. Mm-hmm. You're you know, you're amazing kind of thing.
0: Alright, oh, not you're um, a psycho.
1: No, that's amazing. Okay. This is a crucial plot point. Um that will come back later on. Anyway Um they they're playing this game and it's not really going that well. People are a bit strung out, that the hurricane is coming in. Are the rules uh, of the game
0: relevant, or like it sounds curious to me?
1: So yeah, it's supposed to be in the dark, mm-hmm. and if you find someone, then you get them, and then you you know you you metaphorically murder them, and then you have to both go and they then have to lie dead, mm-hmm. and then you carry on, and you know the objective is to find everyone and kill them, okay. but not actually kill them. Okay, yeah, okay. It's just supposed to be fun. Yeah, um, but this isn't actually going very well. Mm-hmm. They then find. David, who's this young guy, outside with his throat slashed and a blood-stained kendo sword nearby. Right, right. So they go into full-on panic mode.
0: Yeah, fair enough. They
1: grab everyone and say that uh, he's been murdered mm-hmm. and we think the killer is still here. With, with no evidence for this, by the way.
0: And they, 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 Do they think it's the older guy?
1: They don't know but he's the only one they don't know very well. I mean, is he not with them? He's not with them. Right, right. He went, he went to bed mm-hmm. in quotes, air mm-hmm. quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, also for some reason, one of them thinks that he's a former Gulf war veteran or something like that. Okay. So they think he might be a bit shell shocked or something and has done something stupid. Right. Um, so they find, they find him, they find Greg, uh, they're very hostile towards him. Mm-hmm. He is obviously defensive of himself and said, "I had nothing to do with this." Mm-hmm. But then B, who is played by Maria Bakalova, she bludgeons him to death with a kettlebell in self defence after he comes at her with a knife. Oh, okay, okay. He comes. So at it's her all with a gone. All right. This is all gone pear shaped very quickly. Yeah. yeah, it's all gone. Pete Tong. Yeah, that's something I use quite a lot actually. um they then doubt that Greg was actually the killer when his uh, girlfriend says no he's not Gulf War he's like a he's a nurse he's an animal hospital nurse he's he's never been a soldier not anymore he's been bludgeoned to death he's been bludgeoned to death with the kettlebell yeah exactly and he's got all the all the survivalist stuff because we're we're going camping
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know he's nothing to do with that so it's all gone wrong two people have died yeah Um." They then try to leave in the car that they came in with came in with finding the battery to be flat. Right. So it's going even worse. This is
0: this is all horror film stuff.
1: Yes. All horror film stuff, but so far we haven't seen a protagonist. Mhm. Or antagonist. Or antagonist. Uh-huh. Yes, indeed. Um so there's more fighting. There's more um More stuff happens. Uh, It's revealed that Sophie has been addicted to drugs and has been using David to gain access to her trust fund. Um, Mm -hmm. All kinds of stuff happens. She then hate listens to Alice's podcast. Um, Jordan insults her insecurities and then a gun is produced and someone gets shot in the leg.
0: It's it's really...
1: <laughs> it's really, mad. it's it's, it's sad, um, it's very it's heightened. <laughs> yeah, it's a bad evening. Yeah. Plus, there's a
0: hurricane as right. well. Right. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, um,
0: they do say that when it's windy, the kids in primary school behave really badly. Is that is that so? Yeah.
1: Wow. Interesting. Okay. Um, a struggle for the gun follows, and Alice is fatally shot in the throat. Um. Sophie and Jordan fight and B pushes Jordan over the staircase staircase banister. And with her dying breath, Jordan tells B to check Sophie's text messages, um, which she then hides Sophie out of distrust. So there's two people left, and when morning comes and, and the storm has blown, o- yeah. yep. When the morning comes the storm has blown over. Mm-hmm. And Sophie tearfully confesses to B that she relapsed and witnessed Emma tripping and falling down the stairs to her death. But B holds her at gunpoint, demanding to see the texts. Okay. But she tosses her phone away. Um, they then pick up David's phone. David's the first guy that they found dead. Right. And what do they find? What do you think they find? Uh, I have no idea. Okay, so what they find is he's taken a video of himself trying to recreate Greg's trick of chopping the top off the champagne bottle, <laughs> and he inadvertently slashes his own throat. Right. So he didn't. Nobody
0: killed him. He, was,
1: he stupidly killed himself it's trying all, to recreate. It's all this their thing.
0: own fault for being awful people. It, it, yes, indeed.
1: So then Max, who's the guy who left before all of this stuff happened, returns mm-hmm. to say wow, this is a bit of a mess. What's been going on? <laughs> yeah. It then cuts back to them and, and they're about to say, uh, and then the movie ends. Oh, so we never see Sophie's texts? No. What? We never what, see what, did, what, what that was all about. What was that
0: all about? <laughs> I think
1: it was a um, a dead end, basically. It was a thing to get a heightened sense of tension about. Right, fans, right, basically, right. The, It slightly um,
0: reminds me of The Hole, which is a film I yes. really like that, but- I don't know whether you yes. didn't like it so much, but...
1: I, I think I have seen it. Mm-hmm. I get mixed up between that and there's another one where there's like a, a three-dimensional maze. Um, but I can't remember what that's yeah, called. Yeah, it's not that
0: one. I mean, the, this one, they... For a dare, they decide to spend the night in a... um uh, uh What's it called? Bomb it shelter.
1: Cole? Oh, bomb shelter, okay.
0: I locked in. Right. Um, and... And it kind of it escalates into bad stuff happening, but there's nothing supernatural. But it's just all no. it's all their fault. It feels being paranoid. Yeah, yeah. So this
1: is definitely akin to that. Um, but these people are, for the most part, self-obsessed mm-hmm. and um, unpleasant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as as the bad stuff is happening to them, you're thinking, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fine, that's fine, that's fine. So it includes does that include B? Uh, no, B is actually quite righteous. Okay, yeah. okay.
0: So that's who we are identifying with.
1: Yeah, we are identifying with B as the outsider. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, she's not one of these rich kids who mm-hmm, has mm-hmm. no responsibilities and has no, just doesn't take anything seriously. You know, she's actually has stuff going on. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, so. I really enjoyed this mm-hmm. it's fast moving it's heightened in a way that is mm. uh really entertaining. How long is it
0: it's short it's uh ninety four minutes I was gonna say because if, if if everything you described had taken two and a half two hours, hours it would be yes. it would be a struggle but
1: yeah it's ninety four minutes so beginning middle end it's fantastic it's uh very entertaining and um I really enjoyed it. I think it came out roughly the same time as... Oh, what's the name of that detective movie with Saoirse Ronan and Sam Rockwell? See how they run? I think it's called.
0: Okay. Well, is that based on Agatha Christie?
1: Uh, yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I've seen um, it. Before. It's good fun. That's good fun. So they both came out about the same time. A couple of whodunits, mm-hmm, as, mm-hmm. as you would call them. Mm-hmm. But this is very different to that yeah. in its tone. Mm-hmm. very different but a lot of fun in that obviously listener is not going to go into this now not knowing what's going on now yeah but i went into it knowing a little bit about it but the less i knew was actually better because right, right, right. i just really enjoyed the heightened
0: so obviously like attention. some listeners will just put off listening to this until they've watched it
1: yes they may do but for yeah. those
0: who've um who've not done that we would advise you to forget what we've said yeah, we'll do
1: a Man in Black on you and say, the answer to your questions lies right here. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, it sounds yeah, so good. good fun. Sounds good. Good fun. Uh, you said it's a comedy horror. So what, is it funny? Yeah, it is funny. Um, it, it,
1: the horror is kind of heightened. Um, so it's not particularly realistic mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the way that things are done. Um, so, like, the bit where they find the video of, of David mm-hmm. slashing his own throat mm-hmm. is quite funny in a kind of macabre sort of way. Because right, right, right. when you see it, it's just like, oh, no, really? <laughs> that's what actually happened. This doofus decided to try and redo this and killed himself. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why everything went bad, went wrong.
0: Oops.
1: Yes, indeed. Um, so, yeah, highly recommended. Good fun.
0: Bodies, bodies, bodies. Yes. If you want some light comedy horror. It's very light. It's a a lot of fun.
1: Uh, It's got good ratings. Uh, RogerEbot.com praised the use of music and cinematography to enhance the single location setting. Um, Bloody Disgusting found the social satire and its use of setting to highlight this to be strong. And the Hollywood Reporter found the film to be a psychological study of the friendship archetypes and the digital age, whilst also showing an understanding of the anxieties of 20-somethings, praising the story. Okay. Um, So, yeah, it does... It definitely... I mean, everybody's always on their phone. Right. But, of course, when the hurricane hits, the signal goes down.
0: Right. So you've got the anxiety of not being able to use your telephone for anything. So that seems like... Modern films either have to be set in the past or they have to have a plot device that means that people are not on their phone. Yes. What a dystopia we live in. I know, I know, absolutely.
1: Yeah, because if, if you're in the modern world, then everything's constantly under surveillance.
0: Everyone's so constantly, constantly have, distracted. they never talk You can't to have each other.
1: ribblies in the real world because they'd just be all over CCTV. <laughs>
0: But but the main thing is, people are not talking to each other. They're just on their phone.
1: Yeah. They're not talking to each other. Yeah, exactly. They're doing TikTok or Twitter or Insty. Yeah, listening to podcasts. Doing podcasts. But it's different. Podcasts
0: are different because we are actually your friends, listener.
1: We are. Yes.
0: We are your friends. (laughs) We We are your
1: friends.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do not (laughs) run. We are your friends. Dark, 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 dark. Right, so that's that. That's classic. Uh, okay, I have to ask you the question. Hold on. So some of yeah. those reviews said stuff about like class and things like that. Yeah. So was it about like the, the fundamental darkness at the heart of humans, or was it about how posh rich kids are terrible? Um, there's a bit of both, really. Okay, okay. So, yeah, it's about how posh
1: kid, rich kids are terrible. And uh fall apart under pressure <laughs> mm-hmm. um how how they kind of they, they see B as an outsider, and although they there's a tension when she's there because she's not one of them right, yeah, and she feels that tension as well
0: mm, that sounds like the anxiety of young people
1: yeah, oh, yeah absolutely I mean yes, I have that anxiety 100%. now
0: so well yeah and I'm too. no longer young.
1: No, nor am I. <laughs> um, the relative. Yes. You said that earlier. Yeah. There's a callback. It's quite professional, <laughs> this show. I know. Um, so somebody else, uh, who else said this? Mm, Deadline Hollywood. Oh, no, Owen Gleiberman for Variety mm-hmm. said that it deserves to take its place with seminal horror comedy faves like Jennifer's body which i haven't seen and Scream right okay okay really yeah. they, like they think it should take the pla- take its place with Scream I mean i can see that i don't think Scream's all that good so i think this is better this is a better movie than Scream
0: I mean i like Scream
1: although it's a long time
0: since i've seen it but i also think Scream is like seminal
1: yeah it is so yeah. Yeah. Really I mean it's made more. by someone who actually knew how to put a movie together <laughs> yeah and was very smart in the way that he puts stuff together.
0: I enjoyed it.
1: So this is another film that's distributed. Is it distributed or is the actual studio? No, distributed by A24 and A24 are really canny with the stuff that they distribute. Okay. Um, so they definitely go for left field stuff. Mm-hmm. So if, if a movie is distributed by them, it's usually a, Um, you can raise an eyebrow and think, okay, this is going to be interesting. Have you got any other examples? I shall have a look. On the internet. On the internet. Recently. Um, What have I seen?
0: I have seen something else. I'm looking forward, I haven't watched yet, but I'm looking forward to the Luther movie. Oh, yes. Yes, I am as well. Luther! Even though, Lufa. I think Luther probably went off a bit in recent seasons, and the critics have panned it. Yeah, I can't
1: remember the last one that I watched.
0: It's been a while, it's, anyway. It it got a bit repetitive. It's like...
1: yeah, There, there was I this think, real sense mm.
0: of like if he's done stuff that bad there's no way he should be he would be still walking the streets right yes okay so here we go yeah one we've talked about before
1: Lady Bird right yeah um, that was one of theirs mm-hmm. so that's definitely 8th grade I can't remember if we talked about 8th grade so. um, and then more recently Uncut Gems which I talked about on the pod but haven't seen yet okay The Lighthouse Oh, Robert Eggers. We did talk That's about theirs. that, right? Yeah, we
0: talked about yeah, that. Yeah. Um, we talked about a lot of movies. Midsommar. Midsommar. Was one of theirs. Oh gosh, so we've done quite a lot of those.
1: Yes. Yes, indeed. Mid-90s is one of theirs. We talked about that as well. Right. Uh, so yeah, lots of stuff that uh, I enjoy is distributed by them. Hereditary as well. Richard. So lots of stuff that I enjoy has right. been distributed by them, so I think... We didn't talk about that one,
0: right? Though? Yeah. But, I mean, I think we, we might have mentioned Hereditary.
1: We have mentioned it before, But yeah. not
0: actually done it. Also, It Comes at Night, which is
1: fantastic. We should talk about that on a future right. pod. That's really good. That is... Uh, it Comes at Night is a really good example of show me, don't tell me. Right, right. Yeah. Strong film. Um, let's talk Handmaid's Tale. Okay, Okay. let's do finish. Do these bodies, bodies? So this this was season season five. (laughs) I think so. You just did that simultaneously in the same tone of voice. Let me um, let me see. Season five. Season five. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Season
0: five. It was it was short. Yes, it was. And my my overall feeling of it, like I watched a couple of episodes, got got a bit stuck, and then I watched a few more in a bit of a burst recently. And my Mm -hmm. overall feeling at the end of season five, which I didn't know was the last episode was, right. ah, this is starting to get interesting.
1: Yes, me too, yeah. Um, so yeah, 10 episodes, which, which is the same as season four. Okay. Um, what I liked about this one was they were obviously out of COVID protocols, so there was more people on screen, mm-hmm. which is good to see. But it it deepened the mythology and it introduced a new hissable bad guy. I can't remember the character's name, but he's like the guy with the beard who is setting himself up as to be the new uh, Joseph Fiennes of the series. He's uh, the man who puts the bounty out on June's head.
0: Hang on, who are we talking about? Okay, so I was thinking the hissable bad guy was the, the man whose house she stays at. Oh, yeah, he's quite unpleasant.
1: Yeah. Who's this yeah, other he's guy? I can't unpleasant. remember. So he's the new... Um, like boss He's of a new... Yeah, the new boss of Gilead. Gilead, right, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I really enjoyed, as I said to you, Bradley Whitford. Yeah, I
0: thought Bradley Whitford was a standout performance in this yeah. season. I really enjoyed June Burning
1: Bridges with him as well.
0: Right, yeah, yeah. And I thought that he he, he hadn't been given much to do until this season. No. Like, he'd no. always been this really weirdly ambiguous character, which is kind of cool. Yep. Um, but this time we found out a little bit more about what he's really all about, like why he's ambiguous in that way. Yeah. Which is essentially yeah. that he thinks like something needs doing to save the world and he kind of got these religious nuts to do what he, he knew needed doing. But then it was out of his control. And now then. it's got gone out, gone out a bit out of
1: control and he's trying to wrest control back. Yeah, but he's not doing a great job. No. <laughs> um, the other person who we saw a bit more of this season was Nick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he remains um, bland as yeah. the blandest thing
0: ever. Yeah, he's not like you can't quite see why June is quite so interested in him. No, How, having said that, um, I was I'm
1: glad to see that I think maybe they've written Luke out now. Right. Um, because I did not enjoy his any much of his stuff throughout the the whole series. Really, I
0: find Luke really uncomfortable, but I think that that's deliberate. Like like he's supposed to be he's supposed to be representing the ambiguity of um like what how a man should behave right mm. which is essentially to be reasonable try and use legal means to do things blah 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 and therefore look a bit weak um you know when when it all goes down yeah that's that's what bothers me about him really is that he is ineffectual in many ways but that that's like He's there to like represent the fact that that is an ambiguous thing. Like, you, yep. you, that's the way yep. you should behave, but you also therefore are not like a. He tries to toe the line, doesn't he? He tries to. He tries to. Yeah. Just be a good man. Mm. Yeah, I suppose he is trying to be a good man. But that um, comes across. As there was a weak big plot hole, Like though. a movie, movie star horror like person. There's a, there's a big
1: plot hole where, they go to Gilead um to get information about Hannah. Mm-hmm. They get captured. He gets beaten up a bit mm-hmm. whilst they're in there. She gets taken away on her own. Well they're in no man's land,
0: right? They're not in Gilead yet. But they're those are Gilead Yeah, troops, they're captured are, aren't they? by by the no man's land tribe who are loyal to Gilead, Gilead yes, or something like that. Yes. That's
1: right. He gets a bit of a kicking. They then get separated. Mhm. June then by coincidence, falls in with Serena Joy, who is in labour. Mm-hmm. Helps her to deliver her baby. Uh, they then take it. Then takes her to a hospital in Canada. Mm-hmm. And Luke just reappears.
0: And no, they dump I, him at her- the border. I, I, when they separate the two of them. Yeah, but they Do They just let him go. They 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 said they said to each other when they when they were separating June and and Luke out. They said we don't. They don't want him. Or they're him the
1: oh okay I didn't hear that yeah. okay that's that's
0: a good point yeah. but that, like may, whether that's plausible I don't know but that's that's what they said
1: yeah okay so they didn't want him so they let him go he then reports Serena Joy's presence at the hospital and yeah that is the episode where where my wife nearly said actually did say I don't want to watch this show anymore right because Yvonne Stravosky's performance is so strong in that scene is that Selena really strong yeah Really, yeah. really strong. Yeah, I was going to heartbreaking. say heartbreaking.
0: The yeah. the scene of like they did the thing again of the ambiguity. And yeah, they, I thought it really worked. The scene of of June helping uh, Serena with the uh, with the birth, mm. and the fact that she like June is like essentially loyal to the baby. Yes, and not to Serena. Um, That's right. Uh, and then, but then you think, oh, they've, they've grown like a bond through this. And then it's just like, nope, nope, no, it's not. The, you know, the thing with The Handmaid's Tale is, as soon as you think things are going well, you know that they're not going to go well. Yeah. <laughs> but now they, like, they've thrown them together again. So, like, it turns out that Serena and June are, like, brilliant together. So they've just manufactured another situation for them to be together in.
1: Yeah, I wasn't... Convinced by that, so they retcon. They they shoot some new footage of of the two of them when June arrived at the house. Way way back, presumably before even season one right. was on. Yes, they retcon some footage in there with Serena saying, "This is very silly, isn't it?" Yeah, they the they like to they side-eye each other and they, they have a yeah. little
0: laugh together about the weirdness. which is
1: not credible. Really, you think because Serena Joy is not a pleasant person.
0: Oh, and I think that's totally at all. I think Serena. Do you think so? Yeah, I think Serena absolutely would like to have her handmaid sort of on side, and Serena is she's one of the architects of Gilead. She's like very very intelligent, so she's not fooled by any of the kind of um, religious um, bluster trap. <laughs> so I think it makes it yeah. ma- that I think that scene makes perfect sense. That they okay, the two of them are like really um, sharp intelligences. They kind of spot each other. They see how crazy this thing is. And it's almost going but to be. But Serena
1: a... did some awful,
0: awful things to her. Yeah, later. Later, really awful things. Yeah, exactly. And 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 that's yeah. That's the the amazing thing about Serena's character, right? That she's. She's prepared to do anything to have a child.
1: Yeah, and actually, there's a conversation between the two of them when, when June goes to visit her in the detention centre, mm-hmm. and she and Serena says. I don't know what to do, and June says, "What you need to do is do what I did. Yeah, is pretend like you're getting on with them, and do exactly what
0: they ask you to do. But inside, you're plotting their downfall, plotting your revenge. Yeah, yeah, and plotting your revenge. That's a really nice. Yeah, like so the the uh, it's kind of obvious maybe, but the 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 reversal of roles so that Serena is essentially a handmaid, and then the um the the fact that that she's now a refugee as well. Um, yeah, it was kind of fun. Yeah, it was kind of fun. So, I, I actually, I, I, that's interesting that that's where you considered giving up. So, I, I, I gave up much earlier in the season because I just thought, I just don't really see what what's going on with this. Right. Like, it, like the previous season, as we discussed before, they had this ambiguity about um, is June is June giving herself over to violence and. Um, there wasn't any payoff for that it was just like "Yep, she is and it looks like it's going to be destructive but then nothing particularly destructive happened that's right yeah and then in this season she like until she gets over that and and kind of realizes she needs to heal and and stuff a bit then it was pretty tedious and then once once she's now once she gets back to being something like a sympathetic character i I find myself back on board
1: I think the final third of this season is really strong. Mm, yeah, the first two thirds drag quite yeah. badly.
0: I thought the stuff yeah. with Nick, even though I agree that the the actual Nick character is not very interesting, but but the way the effect it has on June, I think, is really powerful. Yeah, because she really
1: does love him. Yeah,
0: she's she's yeah. a brilliant actor. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, that's the
1: reason why they have so many close-ups of her yeah. face because she can do so much with it, with so little.
0: She's constantly June emoting, and yes. it's like it's not even like all of her face. It's just like her eyes, her eyes, and Sometimes. her nose and her mouth, and that's yeah. the frame is filled. So at the at the end of this series,
1: things have have been set up, characters have been maybe taken off the board completely.
0: So you're hoping, Luke? I, I'm assuming Luke is going to be. Written out? No, I'm assuming now. he's not. But you don't think he is? But I could be wrong. Like I think he's going to be in Gilead. I Nick think- is in prison. Oh, is that what happened? After hitting oh, Lawrence, yeah,
1: in anger, because which is a which is a bad move because he thinks Lawrence tried to assassinate June, yeah. which he didn't. Yeah, he wouldn't have done that, would he? No. Um. So although Nick has done a deal with the United States government. Yeah, to give them information. He's now in prison, no, so presumably he can't give them anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think the U.S. guy is also going to be written out next series. I'm, I don't right. think we'll see that much of him.
0: I, I, I um, couldn't make my mind up about him. Like I guess I think Serena is brilliant. So when when she has scenes with him that are kind of a mm. bit ambiguous and tense, like they were cool, but he himself was a bit dull.
1: Yeah, he is a bit dull. He's a bit of a cipher yeah, he's a bit yeah. of a he, he imparts information yeah, yeah. and then leaves yeah. um, but I think I think next season we'll see a lot more of New Bethlehem which is this new area that
0: Lawrence has been setting up uh, that is a worry like I, I feel like the one thing I was thinking when the whole new Bethlehem thing was coming out was there's no way that we're having all this and then june is not going to be there like surely june is going to be living in new bethlehem any day now and i really i'm not looking forward to that because it's just gonna be agony i don't think that's going to happen I don't think think she's going to go back okay we should um we should make a bet then because i think i think i don't see how they kind of invented new bethlehem without having june live there right so that is my yeah, bet. I, yeah. I bet okay. June. In the, I yeah. bet in the next season, June will be living we'll in go New Bethlehem, right? For at least okay. for at least a night. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, just one night. <laughs> <laughs> Do you take my bet? Oh, the other like yes, living I there, like in a house, yes. like not not like just like, um, like hiding the under, under a tree. The other thing we see, you know,
1: like. we see Hannah. Mm-hmm. June's daughter, June and Luke's daughter. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's so sad. That whole thing.
1: Now we were led to believe that, I think through some misdirection, that she was she'd been fully indoctrinated. Yeah. But she hasn't.
0: Yeah, which is, I can I find that really hard to buy. Like. Yeah. She was kidnapped when she was so young. Why would she know her name from way back? She's like holding on to her previous identity, and she would be really happy to see June if she saw her, like. It felt to me like they needed to do that to get our hopes up when it looked like she was going to be rescued. But no, she wasn't. It doesn't seem plausible. And therefore, I find the whole plot utterly heartbreaking, Like because best-case scenario is that they kidnap her and she hates them for stealing her from her family. Well, I mean, that may be what
1: happens, yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the other thing we see is Janine... Yeah. ...in... Honestly, the only way it could have ever have gone, really, is that she gets put back with the family that she provided them with, the child, mm-hmm. who she the man with her baby. has been murdered, actually. He was murdered in cold blood by Nick uh, because he sexually assaulted a handmaid.
0: Well, he was executed.
1: Executed, yes, he was executed. Blood. Legally.
0: In front of people, yeah, in front that, of his wife. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, I wasn't exactly due process in terms of the means of edu- the manner of the execution. <laughs> no, they were talking to him about it. Then Nick pulled out a gun and shot him. <laughs> yeah, but he, he, um, yeah, he, the timing of his sexual assault was illegal. So you know,
1: yes. Uh, now that's previously something that um, people would have just turned a blind eye to.
0: It was certainly politically convenient to. But Lawrence wants to change things. Well, partly Lawrence wants to. Change things. But mainly, I think, Lawrence wanted him out of the picture so that Lawrence yes. could take over more power. Yes. Uh, so Lawrence is marrying, or has
1: already married, his widow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I we, know, we already totally know that Lawrence doesn't that.
0: do the ceremony. Quite. We do know that, yes. So, yeah. um, I don't know how that's going to play out. So presumably she's now in a, a relatively safe place with her baby. Yes, yes. So imagine she'll probably be fine from now on. I imagine so. It's not a show that likes to make its characters suffer.
1: <laughs> no, not at all. But yeah, Janine um, just gives her both barrels and says, I hate you.
0: Ah, uh, yes, of course. Yeah, I'd forgotten that. Yeah, so she's not hate, only... I is hate everything then, about you. She's got, a, she's got a placement where, in theory, if she keeps her head down, she can be with her baby yep. and, and everything. But she's
1: Janine. Good. Janine can't keep her head down.
0: But, but what's interesting about that is that Janine... And like did that, and you were thinking that was going to be the end of her. Yeah, but actually, it turns out because Lawrence has basically got this woman trapped as his wife, that actually Janine can be the power in that household. No, but she gets she gets transported.
1: Janine, what what happens? So she, forgotten? she 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 mouths off to the new the new Mrs Lawrence. Yeah. And it looks and then,
0: it look, it at least looks for a moment like she's going to be in charge from then on. Yep.
1: But then some soldiers arrive. Right, I've forgotten. And drag her and the Martha out of the house. Right. Uh, Aunt Lydia is absolutely furious with this. Right. One, yeah. of
0: them, one of the soldiers
1: knocks her over.
0: Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aunt Lydia's trying and and to And she looks them, like yeah. she's about to explode with fury. So it feels... Uh, a few times uh, it seemed like Aunt Lydia's conscience was going to get the better of her. She's going to realise that this this stuff that she like believes is like religiously right is yeah. she's going to realize that just basic human conscience shows you this obviously wrong now obviously she should have realized that a while ago but a long time ago yes. <laughs> but a few times throughout <laughs> the series you felt like she's going to crack and th- her loyalty to Janine might be the thing that finally turns her I think her, it might be she might because start. I think she
1: really cares for Janine yeah, a great she's, deal she's
0: basically um, put her sort of mothering instincts into Janine, and she's been trying to protect her, even though yeah. she's supposed to believe that this is like good for the handmaids to go and do the thing. She knows how much Janine doesn't want to do it, and she's been trying to prevent it happening. Yeah. So she's already kind of turned against Gilead in that in that sense. So maybe but she is going to join. She cannot the make
1: resistance. any. But she can't. Well, yeah, she might join the resistance, but she can't make any difference in Gilead. No, no, but she's, as well as who she is, she could
0: in the resistance
1: as an aunt. She can't, she's already under pressure from the aunts who are
0: rising up the ranks. She's see her as being
1: a little bit flaky,
0: yeah. Maybe? Yeah, now now she's basically grown this conscience, and yeah, 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 exactly. So she's going to be, but yeah, I think it's the next interesting place to take her would be that she is trying to resist somehow. And I kept thinking they were going to do that, and they didn't, which again is it's. They've really got this thing of this ambiguity of you think things are gonna yeah change and then they don't.
1: So I think I think this series was it started not very well
0: yeah and then got progressively much
1: much better think, as it went along. In
0: terms of well in terms of interesting stuff happening to the characters that that all that stuff mm. we've talked about where June and Serena are now where Lawrence is uh, we no, we now know much more interesting stuff about Lawrence and where. Um, uh, what's her name, Aunt Lydia is, it's just really, really interesting places for those characters to be.
1: Yeah, so also Lawrence has a conversation with June about coming to New Gilead. Yeah. And New June Bethlehem. just absolutely tells him horrible stuff about, I was with your wife when she died and she hates you. Yeah. She always hated you, that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. She's burned bridges with him,
0: basically. It's like, I don't care anymore. Yeah, but it's okay with he's... You. Um, He's now been established as someone with no ethics at all, so he won't he won't balk at just bringing her back, even though she said stuff like that to him. Absolutely, yeah. He will use her as his political pawn. So I think again, um,
1: after the end of the last series, where um, Waterford was killed, mm-hmm. uh, again, I don't know where this series is going. I really. thought that
0: was a real low point. That whole thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: I don't know where it's going so we've got we got Serena and June on a train to Honolulu yeah
0: we got Nick in prison we've got Nick in prison
1: Lawrence like in the ascendancy we got Lawrence in the ascendancy but in a shaky kind of way yeah
0: yeah
1: Um, and we got the people in Toronto seemingly maybe not going to be in the next series or maybe in a smaller way and then I'm really really hoping for Aunt Lydia to to
0: join the good side that would be amazing that would be amazing because she knows a lot. She's got a lot of information. And she's fairly... She, at times, she's been fairly powerful. She's got yes. her own way. Yeah. I guess partly because she knows things. And because I mean, she's so many to, uh, of the commanders and their wives rely on her to provide a, a useful handmaid.
1: Mm. She's gone to Lawrence with a few ideas mm. about you know, sort of being more lenient with the handmaids. Mm. Lawrence's was not initially receptive, but then things do start to change. In fact, it's her that tells him about the sexual assault. Yeah, yeah. And he he initially says, well, you know what it's like. The commander's like a bit of in-out, in-out. You know, they like the kinky stuff. It's not a big deal. But then he sees the opportunity for political... Yeah. Man- maneuvering and does something.
0: Yeah, and I guess I guess for Aunt Lydia that was a pretty pivotal moment as well because she's been living in this fantasy world where everyone's following the rules and the reasoning for this um, this situation is that uh, it's God's will and and stuff like that. And then mm. and now she sees the abuse that's happening. She kind of can't deny it anymore. No. Or can't true. be blind to it anymore. Yeah. So that yeah. is true. I think we've yeah. had quite a surprisingly amount of surprising amount of fairly interesting stuff to say about, about it. Yes. It's like it's yes. come back from the, the brink. Back from the brink.
1: Indeed. That's all i got, really. Right, right, right. For this week. I have got two, you got anything?
0: two seasons of Fear the Walking Dead that I got for my birthday oh. waiting for me to start. And so I, that's five and six? Um, I think it is five and six, yeah yeah well that's good stuff there's a lot of good stuff there so that's kind of exciting
1: I finished season 7
0: all right right.
1: no spoilers okay okay no but season 6 is very strong
0: unfortunately the DVD cases contain spoilers about who doesn't die which is quite oh for goodness sake when you when you rip the DVDs you can't help looking at the pictures and seeing of course all that characters still alive yeah at least at the beginning of this season Yeah. Which is a pity. But, yeah.
1: Um, Yeah, so season seven is strong. Uh, We're halfway through a show called Severance. Okay. Which is an Apple TV show, which is
0: very good. I tell you what we've been watching. Yep. Unforgotten. Oh, I've heard that's very good. It's on ITV. Sanjeev Baskar. Yep. Uh, Yes. Who's out of... um, What's it called, uh, the Kumars?
1: Goodness Gracious Me. That was a long time ago.
0: Yeah, he uh, yeah, was out of Goodness Gracious Me. Was he also out of At Home with the Kumars? Yes. Yeah, um, yeah he's a fantastic, serious actor. Yeah, he is good, yeah. And the, the star of it is the lady who plays the um, person from GCHQ in Spooks.
1: Ah, oh, so is this the latest series of Unforgotten? Because the previous ones had a different partner with him
0: uh
1: nicola walker was the um previous person there's a new one now oh
0: right no, we're watching one of the older series
1: okay so that's nicola walker yeah that's who's playing
0: okay that's the actress i'm very sad to hear that she's not going to be in the. sorry that's a spoiler there um yeah she's brilliant so she was she was easily she's like a, a head and shoulders above the rest of the cast in spooks
1: Right, um, and that's not hard, is it? Just
0: like just being like a real <laughs> actor in the midst of because Spooks is good, but it's a bit ropey. Yeah, um, but she she was always like, yeah, it was like slightly like you're watching a different program when she was on the screen. Right, yeah. Uh, so Quality. she's absolutely brilliant in this. They have this quite like realistic seeming relationship. Um, she's like the governor, and she she uses her copper instincts and she has a real heart like she's um, the series we're watching is about a girl who went missing when she was quite young and mm-hmm. they play the scenes where, where the emotional impact of this hits the main character very very well. Uh, that's surprisingly good. That's the second surprisingly good thing on ITV we watched recently after we watched um, I think it's called A Spy Among Friends. I think I've heard of that, yeah. Uh, which yeah. is really good with... Um, him out of Homeland, Damien. Damien Lewis. Lewis, yeah, and Guy Pearce. We have to, we've talked about this on the pod. We have talked about it, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's that's about Burgess and McLean. Yes, and it's yes. surprisingly right. good. Partly because yeah. I always think, oh, no, stuff on ITV is going to be bad, which is not fair at all.
1: No, it's not. In fact, they talk about that a great deal. On there's a podcast called the Pilot TV Podcast mm-hmm. where they talk about television. Okay, it's okay. really good, and they talk about that a great deal. Is that ITV is not all sitcoms and game shows <laughs> and things of that kind. There's some very good stuff on there.
0: Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Um, yeah. I would say Unforgotten is. Uh, you know, it's a standard crime drama, just with really strong performances. And they do with they do cold case stuff, don't yeah, they? Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Well, not really. Yeah. Is it cold case? The ones that I've seen, they like discover a body and then open up a cold case, so it's not completely. Okay. Cold, if you know what I mean, but right? Yeah, got it. Yeah, it's not like what's that program called with the inexplicable shouting.
1: Oh, Um, oh, I know. <sighs> waking the
0: dead. the dead. Waking the Dead.
1: Waking the Dead. Never seen Waking the Dead. I've never seen it. It's really good. <laughs> but I, but I knew what you were talking about.
0: <laughs> uh, <coughs> waking the Dead was awesome. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's quite a lot sillier than this. Right. In this, they have to, like, wait weeks for the DNA samples to come back and stuff. You know, it's quite... Well, literally. Quite different. <clears throat> that's a whole series. They're waiting
1: for the DNA samples Yeah, they're, sample like, to come
0: still back. no DNA results. Okay. Can you go down the pub?
1: Yeah, I go to the pub. Yeah. Let's go and get a Mackie D's. Um, that's it. <laughs>
0: that's it. <laughs> that's all I got. That's it. Um, yeah, I still haven't released Box Stacker. Um, right um but yeah if listener is if listener has very um uh listens very closely they can go to box stuckerartificialworldsnet and get a sneak preview box- stucker dash, box- stacker dash, box-, dash, stugger, stugger, box dash <laughs> but i am going to really i'm probably going to make it into an android app as well just just like a web container but oh nice i might make it have like 30 levels for free and then you have to pay to get the other levels that's evil even though no it's not paying for content is fine even though you'll be able to get the whole thing for free on the web. But, oh, okay. Um, right. The Android version, might we, we might just see whether we can get people to pay money. Or okay. get. Yeah. yeah.
1: Buckstacker. Buckstacker. Um, yeah, that's all I got. That's it. As Thank say, you very much, listeners. Sorry yeah. for
0: you know, for just who we are and what we do. <laughs> Take it easy. Well, we'll see you next time. Goodbye.